Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with Mihai Dorabantu, Director of Technology Planning and Government Affairs at Eaton, about electric vehicle charging infrastructure technology needs. Let's take a listen now. So just to kind of maybe start things off, um, maybe what is, from Eaton's perspective, kind of what is the current state of electric vehicle charging infrastructure and maybe kind of what is needed currently for the industry? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, I think uh, the uh, current state of uh, charging infrastructure is typical of very early deployment. It is very much colored by uh, PASCAR uh, solutions or light duty solutions. And it is a mix of a lot uh, of small scale, uh, very mix of uh, many small scale uh, deployments. And what do I mean by that? Uh, We see anything from um, specialized overhead uh, very high voltage um, and very high power uh, chargers in some bus applications, which are tailor fitted to some specific buses on sometimes very specific routes. Um, and so th- that is uh, at one extreme. We're seeing um, the uh, deployment of many, as I as I've mentioned, level two. So um, 11, maybe 20 um, uh, kilowatt uh, uh, chargers, uh, AC chargers, DC chargers, and we're seeing a few experiments here and there with um, 150 and 250 uh, kilowatt chargers, which again are really adaptations of um, uh, of PASCAR uh, solutions. That in itself is a problem because this model is not really scalable. And um, the um, sort of the, the lack of standards, for example, uh, is uh, uh, what I think characterizes uh, the, the current state. Uh, it's not a sustainable state and it is not really poised for growth as it is right now. So um, what is maybe needed to help um, improve upon this or bring about maybe faster electric vehicle charging capabilities? and? How would doing that maybe, if at all, help with electric vehicle market uptake? I, I think there's um, a, a number of uh, uh, issues that need to happen in order to see the, um, um, the, the higher levels of deployment. At the end of the day, the high level of deployment of electrical vehicles and infrastructure 
um, is uh, available infrastructure is just part of it. So I think I'd mentioned lack of standards. So, so standards is obviously um, uh, a need, but I think there's also activity um, in, in, in that direction. The for commercial vehicles, yes, um, uh, higher power charging certainly helps, but only to an extent. I think for the uh, deployment in the in the next um, uh, in, in the next uh, maybe five years or so, if we look at what kind of vehicles are going to be charged, it looks like uh, the deployment of anything between say sixty and one hundred and fifty, maybe all the way up to 250, 300 kilowatts is probably going to cover most of the commercial uh, vehicles that need charging. Now, there are vehicles that could benefit for much higher um, uh, charging rates, uh, uh, charging power, because it would reduce uh, their time. But those tend to be a small fraction of the vehicles that are going to be electrified in the, in the near future. In the near future, most vehicles that are going to be electrified are going to be typically urban type of vehicles, buses, school buses, shuttles, uh, package and delivery, perhaps um, uh, refuse and, and, and so forth. And most of these vehicles don't really do more than 100, 150 miles and therefore do not have um, uh, enormous batteries uh, that need very fast chargers. So when we're talking fast chargers, really probably something around 150 kilowatts is what is needed. That is technology that exists today. It is not new technology that needs to be developed. The bigger, uh, aside from standards, the, the bigger question is how can we rapidly deploy a number, a large number of um, uh, such uh, chargers? That to me is, is, is the biggest barrier. I think it is always easy to wire up a building for um, a, uh, you know, to put one or two chargers uh, or a facility. But if you have to deploy 10 chargers or 15 chargers or 20 chargers, that uh, becomes, uh, uh, that becomes an issue because that requires huge capital investments. It uh, requires to um, uh, redo uh, the facilities, electrical, um, uh, infrastructure uh, may potentially require uh, some additional um, uh, work on the, on the utility side, for perhaps a, a dedicated uh, substation or, or something like that. These are very long time, high capital costs. You know, they may cost more than actually um, uh, acquiring uh, the vehicles themselves. So the incremental cost of, on, on the vehicle might be actually smaller than the uh, capital cost of uh, uh, building, you know, at scale uh, charging in uh, in facilities. And so, what could potentially be done to help more rapidly um, get this charging infrastructure in place or improve upon what currently exists? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I think there are two things, and one is happening and one is in the works. 
So the one that is happening is that uh, OEMs, and especially bus OEMs, because these were the first um, um, uh, OEMs that, that uh, started to deploy in larger numbers uh, vehicles, have found out very quickly that it is easy for them to sell one or two electrical vehicles to one customer, to one facility, but selling more uh, becomes complicated uh, again, because of the lack of infrastructure. So what we're seeing in the market is that many OEMs are starting to partner with various um, electrical infrastructure um, suppliers. And it's not one supplier per OEM because uh, th th this uh, is in itself a pretty complicated um, ecosystem. But what they're trying to do is offer their customers a system solution where by you buy number of vehicles, 10, 20 vehicles, and five, 10 chargers, and you get the uh, uh, the work done in the facility and the permitting and the deployment of the actual chargers and the work that needs to be done on the electro grid as one package. And, and we're seeing that um, in, um, you know, the, uh, the bus manufacturers that, that have been trying to sell electric buses uh, for a while. And we're seeing now some of the truck OEMs kind of um, uh, adopting uh, this uh, this view, so I think this is happening, uh, and um, there are multiple solutions being tried in the market. What's in the works is how can uh, how can you accelerate this system, uh, and and look at solutions that are specific to commercial vehicles into the use of uh, electro commercial vehicles, and here we are um, uh, quite confident that the future lies in uh, prefabricated, if you wish, um, electric uh, vehicle charging stations. If you wish, a charging station on a skid that might, uh, that would be sort of factory built and it might, uh, it would have to rely on solid state transformer technology for size to just make that transformer small. Really inside uh, the skid or on the skid, there's a micro grid. This is something that uh, people who work in the electrical infrastructure uh, world are now familiar with doing, and we have tools um, uh, and controllers in, and the ability to set up uh, uh, micro grids. And behind that transformer, the transformer is really the link to the um, uh, high voltage or medium voltage infrastructure and the charges themselves. But the charges are arranged typically in a, in, a, in, a, in a microgrid type of um, environment where you can have charges of different power levels. So that becomes, the, that the, those can be adjusted to the actual needs of uh, specific uh, customers. And then on, in a microgrid arrangement, we do that all the time in buildings, uh, but we can do it uh, on, on a skid as well. Uh, you can also put in additional elements like batteries. And that is an important and often overlooked um, uh, part of the electric infrastructure. Uh, the, uh, the way uh, electricity is being paid for is really based on peak power consumption. And the peak power consumption can be very high and therefore leading to either inability to serve or very high uh, energy costs. So having a battery that does peak shaving uh, in, in, uh, in, in the system actually makes sense and is an enabler to, um, uh, uh, to deployment at scale of, of these systems. So 
We think that this microgrid on a skid with a transformer, a solid state transformer that is small and is efficient is part of that um, uh, equation. So imagine a future when a school district needs to electrify and needs 10 chargers, uh, a, a provider will just drop a skid uh, uh, you, you know, uh, near the wall, uh, so to speak, and, and then in, in a matter of days or weeks, you have um, uh, a, um, a charging station for multiple commercial vehicles, as opposed to waiting for three or four years and a massive capital investment. And so how is Eaton involved currently with um, either developing or working with maybe OEMs or charging infrastructure um, providers to develop or help implement technology? I think, um, uh, so uh, there, there are again sort of two sides to this question. Has a tradition of uh, uh, supplier in the electrified vehicle uh, space, especially commercial vehicles for you know two decades. But Eaton is also a uh, infrastructure uh, electrical solution provider. In fact, that is a bigger part of our business than, uh, than our uh, vehicle business altogether. So in our electrical sector, we are currently working together with the Department of Energy, together with uh, some of the uh, major utilities to prototype the uh, concepts like the charging station on the skip. And we're looking at these kind of concepts also for uh, for light duty, for sure. But I think this is uh, our, our foray in, into uh, heavy duty. Um, has now uh, the, the charging elements themselves. We have a successful acquisition of Green Motion, which is charging EV, electric vehicle charging infrastructure uh, company. So, so we have that element. We're working on uh, things like solid state transformers through our advanced uh, corporate advanced technology uh, group and then we do serve the market today with microgrid solutions or so microgrid controllers we just apply them in in facilities directly in facilities so i think so we're putting all these together in a business unit that is focused on uh, electro vehicle infrastructure so we're working on prototyping concepts uh, like this i think that is one part of the answer. The second part of uh, the answer lies in the um, uh, what's happening on the vehicle uh, to facilitate uh, this the, this type of uh, in infrastructure. And uh, there we uh, our current focus on on the vehicle side uh, on charging infrastructure is really in in, in light duty because that. That is a, a, a larger market, but we have taken steps and we're taking steps on the R&D side to start um, uh, positioning for, for serving uh, commercial vehicles um, as well. We've worked with the, the U.S. military, for example, to be able to grid technology, which is um, the technology that allows to interface intelligently with the um, uh, infrastructure itself. So we are playing to... Uh, Eaton's advantage in the market that we are both um, a vehicle electrification component supplier and uh, infrastructure, stationary uh, infrastructure uh, solution supplier. And so maybe just to kind of wrap up the conversation, how do you guys maybe foresee electric vehicle charging infrastructure and or even the technology that's on the vehicle that enables it? 
how do you guys see it evolving or further developing in the coming years? So I think that um, in the very near future, as we're looking at uh, significant uh, uh, public and public-private uh, investment, we are going to see uh, a growing need for such uh, solutions. So that, and that's, that need is going to drive a lot of the um, uh, development. So I think short term, the issues that we need to resolve are obviously standards, uh, but also uh, just putting product in place of the components that already exist, because those do serve the vast majority of the commercial vehicles that are slated to be uh, electrified. I think longer term, we're going to see uh, a number of uh, developments. So um, first, I think uh, there is going to be a battle for efficiency. The uh, Right now, the battle is just to deploy the, the infrastructure. But the inefficiencies in the infrastructure, the charging, and even on the vehicle parking itself, that just increases the, the load. Uh, stated the opposite way, the more efficient the vehicles and the charging infrastructure is, the, uh, the lighter the load on the grid uh, this becomes. And, and loading up the grid when deploying at scale becomes a problem. We're seeing that for commercial vehicles, the difference between a highly efficient system and a just efficient system may be up to 25% decrease uh, on, the, uh, on the electrical load on the grid. So I think that's, that becomes sort of the midterm objective. And longer term, we will be looking at um, uh, higher vehicle power uh, for those vehicles that need a lot of energy and, and short time to be charged. But I think that that future is a little bit out uh, because, frankly speaking, it is not clear that battery electric vehicles uh, that are being charged uh, from the grid are really the um, answer for very high power vehicles. So like long haul trucking, for example, where you need you know one, two, three megawatt hours of energy to do the job per day, uh, that is not just a question of having infrastructure available, charging infrastructure. It's not a question of having that uh, charging infrastructure rapid enough, put all that um, energy into the vehicle in a short amount of uh, time. But it is also a question of, you know, two, three megawatt hours of batteries. That's a lot of weight on the vehicles. Might not be the right solution for long haul trucking. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and provide your insights on vehicle charging, electric vehicle charging infrastructure and needs still uh, required. Okay. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Mihai for providing his insights into the benefits of industry partnerships to advance electric vehicle charging infrastructure development and deployment. And be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.